From the over-the-top studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. And tonight, we're going to be talking nutrition with registered dietitian Colleen Lingley. Colleen, it's been way too long. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, generally, when you and I get together, we talk about beet juice, and uh, that <laughs> might come up again tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so... What I really wanted to touch on tonight, really starting with the beets, yes, I love beet juice. It makes me feel good, especially a product out from, uh, it's called Beet Performer, which is infused with B12. But you know, that works really well for me, Colleen, and it might not work at all for you. Is that correct? Or you might not have the same reaction that I do? That is correct. There are two forms of B12. One is cyanocobalamin, and the other is methylcobalamin. And there's a certain percentage of people who don't absorb one or the other, and it just depends on the type of enzymes they have in their body, in their intestines, even our gut bacteria. The type of gut bacteria we have that help to break down or absorb B12 can play a role in what form works for us. Now, how can we find out things like that? Like... I was telling you before we started recording, I I'd had a B12 injection and I didn't have any reaction to it. And yet I drink this beet juice that's got B12 in it and pills don't really seem to do anything for me as far as B12 vitamins, but this just makes me feel great. Nice. So the only way to know if you're one of the people that doesn't absorb one or the other form is trial and error. <laughs> Uh, you can also have labs drawn, B12 labs, and have your level checked. And I had my B12 level checked because I felt awful. It was actually ferritin-related, so iron stores, and B12-related. So a 10-minute mile running felt like I was putting out a six-minute pace effort. <laughs> you. And it turned out to be iron and B12, yep. So but I had also cut out meat and dairy, a lot of meat and dairy from my diet, and that's where B12 comes from, unless you're eating it in plants. And with the plants, you need the right kind of gut bacteria or gut flora to absorb it that way, the B12 from the plants. And again, so you can have testing done, or what? who do you see for something like that? You need, well, I think they changed the rules on labs. I think you can just go to the lab and pay for them and tell them what you want checked. So it's just a vitamin B12 level. I don't think you need a doctor's referral to the lab anymore. But if you want insurance to cover it, then it's good to have a, you know, go to a doctor for fatigue or confusion or that kind of stuff that would be B12 or iron related and have those checked by the lab. And what is it about B12 that, that gives us so much energy? Well, with all the B vitamins, they play a different role in our nerve cell electricity. So if you have a really bad B12 deficiency, you can actually have numb fingers and toes. And you can forget things that you would never normally forget, like putting the rest of dinner away and leaving it out all night <laughs> or turning left in front of traffic when you would never turn left in front of traffic and just kind of like you're losing like dementia type 
Really? Uh, symptoms. Yep. So again, so, trial and error. I mean, it's like, what are things that we can try? <laughs> it's such a, I mean, when you find something that works, it's amazing. But again, like I said, when we started out, just because it works for me, it's not necessarily going to work for you. Right. So with the trial and error, you look at the form of B12 that you're taking. And if it's methylcobalamin and it's not doing anything for you within like three days, then switch to the cyanocobalamin form and see if that form works. And how do you tell the different forms? It should say it on the vitamin packaging. I'm not exactly sure which type is in meat and dairy. I should probably know that, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But something for us to look up after we've finished hearing what you have to say um, I have no idea how to spell those, but uh, I'm assuming you could just do a web search of B12 types. Yes. Yeah, now, that should bring it right up. Let's talk about, you know, obviously I'm a huge fan of beet juice, but uh, I remember in a previous chat we were talking about uh, the dark red. Uh, I, I really enjoy pomegranate juice, things like that. Um, what are the benefits of those? So pomegranate juice, red berries, black or green tea, fish oil, soybeans, and garlic contain plant polyphenols that work as antioxidants. So it's up there with actually the dark chocolate. When you have 70% or higher dark chocolate, it has more of the polyphenols than even the pomegranate or the berries do. But they're all really high in this antioxidant type activity and prevents inflammation or reduces it, especially during endurance events. So by far, dark chocolate is the best, but pomegranate and red berries and things like that are in there too. Now, can you overdo it? What if I had a bar of dark chocolate and washed it down with a pint of pomegranate juice? (laughs) It might be too much sugar, but other than that, your body will just get rid of what it doesn't need. And the rest will go where it needs to go. (laughs) And what about the dark greens like kale? Where do they fit into all this? So if you hate beets and you still want to get the dietary nitrates that convert into nitric oxide and improve athletic performance, then you can eat spinach, kale, other dark, dark leafy greens, and you'll get the same benefit of nitric oxide boost, but in a different way than the beets give it to us. Nitric oxide is created in two ways. Uh, The first way is requiring the amino acid arginine, a nitric oxide synthase, which is an enzyme that comes from the cells that line the inside of our blood vessels, oxygen, and then other cofactors. So there's four things required to make nitric oxide from um, like the cocoa powder actually does this too, the dark chocolate. It, it makes nitric oxide that way. The beets, the spinach, and kale, all you have to do is eat it, and it will create uh, nitric oxide because of the bacteria on the back of our throat on the tongue. They convert the dietary nitrate into nitrites and then our stomach acid converts those nitrites into nitric oxide 
So why do we care about nitric oxide and beets and spinach? <laughs> because it's like legal doping. That's basically what Viagra is made out of and um, nitroglycerin that they give during heart attacks. So nitric oxide dilates our vessels and it reduces blood pressure. And it also lowers the oxygen cost of moderate intensity exercise, as well as improves the tolerance of high intensity exercise. So basically we can do more activity until we're, before we're exhausted with the same amount of oxygen because of these nitrates that we've eaten. So it's very using food as medicine for sure. <laughs> but, you know, when I'm teaching full-time in the winters, I'm up at 9,000 feet, 11,000 feet, and uh, for breakfast, I have my beet juice, and I feel great. It makes total sense, because you're actually getting better oxygen delivery to your muscles, working muscles, because of the nitric oxide. And I feel so much better running, you know, up at elevation it's a noticeable difference on days that I've used beets or spinach or eaten spinach for several days in a row because there is a cumulative effect. Oh, there is. Um, you, yes, you want to do your beet juice or your spinach or both, and then your dark chocolate or your pomegranate juice for at least five to seven days before a race. Got it. And it will definitely improve your performance. You'll notice a difference. Now I'm curious, uh, say with juice or, uh, you know, I like roasted beets on salad, things like that. Uh, roasted beets on kale salad. I've had that and I just, I love it. But the cooking, uh, anything added for flavor, does that take away from, uh, the raw vegetable? So the nitrates are still there when we cook beets or roast them or even canned beets haven't a high level of nitrate still. Uh, the only thing that goes away with the cooking are the levels of betaine, which is an antioxidant and, you know, polyphenols. So the antioxidants are destroyed by light and cooking. And the reason that we want to keep those in there as much as possible is to protect ourselves from, and even gosh, environmental toxins, um, bacteria, virus, parasites, oxidative and physical stress. The antioxidants and polyphenols in the cocoa and the beets and the spinach all combat illness and inflammation. So if you don't want to get sick during a multi-day event, then do raw beets and raw spinach because it will help. Now, Colleen, is there such a thing as too much of a good thing? Uh, can we overdo it on any of these foods? If we're eating the foods and not taking supplements, then no. We, we can't really overdose on them. But if we take, you know, if we're not drinking enough water, if we're taking vitamin C supplements, not food, just supplements too close to calcium-containing foods, so, I don't know, chia seeds, even vegetables, yeah, beets and spinach have calcium, then it, it can create kidney stones. So lack of enough water to flush our kidneys 
and then taking supplement forms of vitamin C along with foods that contain calcium or even a calcium supplement can form kidney stones. So we need to be careful. Yes. Just with wary. supplements, we need to be careful. <laughs> okay. um, any, any final thoughts in closing about, again, good diet? How do we, how do we really implement this into what we're eating? Um, well, just try to eat kale or spinach, raw or cooked, at least once a day, you know, mix it in with your eggs and, um, or blend it into a smoothie. And then if you want something sweet, go for one ounce of 70% or higher dark chocolate. And all we, all we need for the performance side of the beets and the spinach and the kale is about a half a cup of raw spinach or kale and five ounces of red beet and one ounce of dark chocolate. And that, that will be enough every day along with the other foods we're eating because all the vegetables, depending on the color, fruits and vegetables colors, contain different antioxidants and polyphenols. So using garlic and onion, all of those have different antioxidants, the onion and garlic families, the red family, you know, all those different colors have different things that we need. But the best things to focus on are getting the dark greens, the beets, and the dark chocolate or the pomegranate juice. Colleen, it has been wonderful talking with you. I'd like to do this again in another week or two uh, and really focus on uh, multi-day events as Race Across the West, Race Across America are coming up, how we can bring these into our diets during an event. That sounds great. Well, registered dietitian Colleen Lingley, thanks very much for joining us on Over the Top Radio. Thank you so much, George. From the Over the Top Studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. I'm Meredith Masony. And I'm Tiffany Jenkins. We're the hosts of Take It or Leave It, a podcast where we discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Join us every week where we sit down and talk about parenting, even though we don't really know what we're talking about. We have guests, we take your calls, and we get weird. Tiffany and I are just like you. We are two struggling moms who have no idea what we're doing. Join us on Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. A-cast, 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 A-cast recommends. recommends.